Welcome to Both Down episode 39, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. From the once beautiful town of Mordheim. Ah, Mordheim. <laughs> this is a really bad racist response. Oh, Mordheim. No, yes. that's not what I, I didn't I know. But I am Scott Prime. I'm Kilwaggy Steve. Uh, we'd like to welcome you to this podcast in the year 2015. Yes, the first uh, one of the year. Also known as the year of Prime. Why? Why not? It's been a long time since I've had a self-proclaimed year of Prime. Okay, but it's not a prime year. It's not a prime year. I'm turning 41. Does that help? I guess. That actually is a prime number. See? It's been like four years since I've started the Scott Prime thing. And so, it like a... Well, it has been that long, hasn't it? Like a Chinese Zodiac thing. It's not the year of the dragon or the rat or the monkey or tiger or toucan. Or <laughs> I don't think they have the year of the toucan. <laughs> they might. The year of the platypus. The year of an indigenous South American animal we had no idea existed. I'm declaring this the year prime. Okay. Amazon As, prime. <laughs> whatever. You know, and if you're a fan of me, you can call yourself a primate. I'm going to bring that back this year. It's so time. you're going to take the uh, primate team to Chaos Cup then? Uh, no, because it is not an official team. If it was an official team, maybe. I might use the models. Yeah, you can still use the models for any team you want. That's true. Do you have that team? No. Oh. It's cool. I just haven't, haven't got, got around, around to getting to it. it. Yeah. Yet. Because yeah. you will get it. It's a decent chance. Let me tell you something, fellas. I've been trying to finish off, like... Everything. Because... GW stuff. <clears throat> I, I live with this guy, right? And so anytime I look on eBay for something, it's already gone. You know who? why? Because Steve has already got it. If it's a good deal. <laughs> well. What? I, I got to sneak on eBay at like weird times hoping that you don't get stuff. And then like stuff I see comes in the mail. It's great. How many times has it happened? <laughs> More than it should have. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, How have you been doing? Doing fine. Starting the year off with uh, boring nothingness. Nothingness. You can't say that. Why? In our local league, your team is in second place in your division. Are five, they? Five weeks through the season. Really? Yes, I haven't sent out the stats yet, but yes, you're in second place in your division. With what? Two, two, and one? Two, two, and one. Uh, no. Um, two wins, a tie, and two losses? Are you two, two, and one? I thought you were three. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you're not. Maybe well, you're... we're not going into week seven, so I can't be three, two, and one. Uh, I thought you were in second place. Maybe you're not. I could still be. That division <laughs> kind of sucks. <laughs> oh, maybe I keyed in the stats wrong. Then I'll have to double check that. <laughs> well, yay! Because <laughs> you are two, two, and one, right? Yeah, I should be. There's a great chance then that you have seven points instead of nine. Like. Yeah. I keyed in. So, oh. it's a good thing I haven't sent out the stats yet. Yeah. Well, still, your team is in the hunt for the playoffs. Yeah. So, life is good for you, right? Uh, yeah. You have a player that's about to become a legend. That is true. Action Jackson is now two 
touchdowns away from 176 points. And my ice troll snar him Gimli. He finally got Mighty Blow. And again, we do random skills. So Mighty Blow with Claw is awesome in this league. What's his other skills? Stand firm, break tackle, guard. Oh, well, you can't have a good player if it's random. Jamie, I can. (laughs) And that is why he stayed with the team. Let me tell you something about this troll. He has nine MVPs. They do love him. Action Jackson only has two. Nine MVPs. He's been with me since the beginning, too. 76 points or whatever, but nine, 45 of those points Mm -hmm. are from the MVPs. That's pretty amazing. And he has one touchdown. That's kind of (laughs) impressive. That was when I learned that I could blitz and not uh, (laughs) actually hit somebody. It's like, wait a minute. I really want to score this touchdown with him. What if I declare a blitz and actually don't hit anybody? They confused Alan. (laughs) I bet it did. (laughs) Like, hey, it's legal. It's 100% legal, even though some people... I've I've read some places where people don't think that's necessarily 100% fair, but it is. It's part of the game. You give up your blitz ability, so... That's true. Sacrifice the blitz to move a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. A lot easier. And my uh, Chaos Dwarves finally won a game. Uh, I think your Chaos Dwarves still have a chance to make the playoffs in the other division. They actually might, yeah. Oh, really? They might? Why don't you tell people about, since we're just talking casually, don't act like you're... Casualty. Since we're talking casualty. (laughs) It's not the right word, but okay. Casually. Yeah. I've had a lot of sweet tea, so I feel like I'm kind of drunk. <laughs> and that's how you know you're old. <laughs> I've had a lot of sweet tea. Grandpa's not I'm, feeling good. I really don't know if I'm drunk or not, but I did cram a candy bar into uh, one of Steve's drinks. After, oh. And, um, I don't know. Nice, nice, uh, nice throwback. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Steve also has a hobgoblin with four strength. Oh, yeah. He has a hobgoblin so, with block, dodge, and pro. Yes. And another one with just block. And another one with block. And his quandary on this team is that he has to often sit the guy with four strength because his other, all the other teammates yeah. are better than him. I forgot about that. The last game I played, um, I was going up against, what was it, Halflings? Yes. No, Pogos. I was going well, up against the Pogos. It's not, it's so there's, the team, yes. There are goblins. And I figured, well, I don't really need the extra strength. So my four-strength hobgoblin got to sit on the bench. And my two block guys just wrecked havoc. That's nice. Because, of course, I have the Minotaur, two bull centaurs, all six chaos dwarves. Yeah, so you only had to play, what, two hobgoblins? Mm. Yeah. It's crazy. I think you should cut that guy, and then I can pick him up through our free agency rules on... My Chaos Dwarf team. If He'd I were to nice do that, home. I'm pretty sure I would just make another Chaos Dwarf team to use at a later time. Ah! Bah! 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 bah. <laughs> How about your games? Oh, um... After a dreadful week four in our league, where I lost both with both teams, mm-hmm. which I think has happened one other time in existence in our league, that I've lost two games in one week. Um... I bounced back. I thought I was actually going to probably lose two more games, but uh, through some random luck, uh, and by random luck, <laughs> the I mean... The crappiest rolls I've ever seen in a game. 
So against Allen's Dwarf team versus my Ogres, which I only had 11 guys, mm-hmm. um, I personally think he should have maybe attacked the Snotlings a little bit more, maybe been a more, more aggressive. But regardless, through some crazy luck with throwing a pass with a Snotling, mm-hmm. a long, pretty long pass for, for, a snotling. for yeah. a Snotling, and for an Ogre to catch it and run in, um, I tied one to one, and for Alan's and guys falling at the end zone. Right, I was going to say Alan rolled a one, re-roll one, uh, going into the end zone. So <laughs> I lucked out and got a tie. And then your other game, and the other game, we have a guy in our league who uh, has a lizard man team, and his schedule looks very favorable for him to go into the playoffs undefeated. I felt like, mm-hmm. in all honesty, I felt like I had the best chance of like giving him some type of mark on that perfect season. And I had my Chaos Pack team, the Bador's uh, Black Blackhearts, and I thought it was going to be a tough game. But in all honesty, I, it really wasn't me playing outplaying the guy. It was the dice outplaying the guy. Yeah, enough will bench him over bad. So uh, our buddy Brian Hill with his uh, Lizardman team, he – he double skulled. He'd re-roll it. It would be, you know, both down skulls. I mean, same net result every time. Oh, yeah. And His I, re-rolls never helped him. I won 2 nothing. It felt very easy, but it really, it really wasn't. I didn't. I don't think I coached that well. I did try to take out skinks, and I did yeah. do that. I mean, I got him down to only having two left on the by the end of the game, I think. Yeah. I think I casualtyed the rest of them. And uh, my uh, Minotaur. Halleck, the the bull man, uh, he got his 12th casualty of the season. Jesus Christ. And we're only into week five. Yeah. So he tied the, we have, you know, longstanding league records. And so he tied, I believe it was your Amazon female. My record. Amazon line woman, uh, Budika. Okay. And she had piling on like Mighty Blow, didn't piling she? Piling on Mighty Blow. Combo. Yeah. So uh, he tied She also her. never faced any stunty teams. Well, that's. That's how the armor cracks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he has 12 casualties with three games to go, so I'm hoping that he can break that record and survive the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going pretty well. So I'm pretty happy with the bounce back from week five to week – or from week four to week five. So Good. pretty happy then. And then uh, I drafted the devil. And by the devil, I mean Nick Saban in the MBFL on Fumble. Yeah. Um, I had a, I had the seventeenth draft pick, and I needed a Pestigore, so I I don't have the stats in front of me. I think he had block dodge sidestep or block sidestep fend or something like that. Anyways, nice. he was the best I could get uh, for the the Pestigores, um, and his name was Nick Saban. <laughs> so either, and I hate Nick Saban in real life, so I signed the devil to the Nolans stinks. Nice. So, got to build him up and get ready for the next season. And we've been getting stuff ready for uh, Credible and Lot, Oklahoma. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Should we uh, discuss our segments? Yeah, if you want to. If I want to. How about if you want to? Certainly. Go ahead. Of course I want to. It's the year of prime. <laughs> this is going to be a long freaking year. <laughs> All <sighs> right. So, uh, first segment, we are going to... I'm just going to call it like we're going to set the table and then I'll explain more in the segment. Is that fair? It's about Warpstone. It's kind of, but I'm going to set the table. Okay. And I'll go into that a little bit more. 
Okay. However you want to say it. What? Do you want to say it different? No. Okay, that's right, because it's your prime. Then we're going to talk about, we had a uh, question posed to us about outside influences of Blood Bowl. So outside coaching. And then in our final segment, we are going to go over, that's right, it's that time of year again, Oklahoma Bowl, Spiky Cup weekend is almost upon us, just a few months away in March. Uh, it's our biggest tournament that we run here down here in the south for us. Mm-hmm. It's a big giant weekend with two tournaments, and we have people coming in from Utah and you know Chicago, Hopefully. Indiana. Hopefully. We have it in the past. Yeah, we have in the past, right? Uh, Alabama. Mm-hmm. They've, they've come from all over. So this year, we're hoping maybe um, there's been some talk of some guys from maybe Canada, California, Canada possibly, California possibly. Since Bacon Wrap Skulls and Ones wants to challenge us, they're more than welcome to come bring it. Wow, they really should come out here. Yeah. And see what what it what it's like to play in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. We don't. We're not going to have bacon for you, but we'll. We can make bacon happen. Uh, if we make bacon happen, we might get Drew too. Ooh, but I don't want to give them <laughs> extra powers. That's true. <laughs> if if they really feed off bacon, they don't need to give them extra powers. They're the anti-Jews. <laughs> feed them bacon, and they grow stronger. Doesn't that make most of us anti-Jews? I'm, I just grow fatter. Oh, okay. Okay. And anything else you want to talk about? We're going to have some shout-outs. As always. We're going to have a little snob. A little snobby snob. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you want to say before we get on with the show, buddy? If I had something to say, I would have said it. All right. Is there anything else you want to say before we get on with the show? Yeah, I just want to say something real quick. Okay. Uh, we'll be right back. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. And we're back, and apparently Scott's going to set the table for whatever this segment is, so go ahead and set the table for whatever this segment is. <laughs> I'm going to set the table for you. Okay. No. Um... So the other night, and this is all on me, fellas, because this is the year prime. The other night, we were actually role-playing with some friends of ours, mm-hmm. playing some Shadowrun, and Steve, we're not actually familiar with the Shadowrun universe a whole lot. Right. There's only really one set of books. I know there's probably PDFs out there and stuff, folks. I but, have it, but still, it's hard to go through. Okay. Yeah. Regardless, uh, we were all role-playing, and there was a few times where... The player characters were like, okay, and Steve specifically goes, okay, I know I my character knows this, but I don't know this. You know, right. What it's is- like I was attacking someone. I'm like, now I was pretty sure if I wanted to use physical or mana, you know, it was either it goes against their body or their will, you know. And so I was like, they do magic, so I assume I want to go after the body because the will's <laughs> going to be higher, and vice versa. If they don't do magic, I go after the blah, blah, blah. No one cares. But either way... I was like, my character's been doing this for 40-odd years. He should know which one to use. So which one should I use? Because I don't want to ask the numbers. I don't want to be like, what do I need to hit for a, a body? Or what do I need to hit for a will? I just want to know which one I should probably use. 
Correct. Which is fair enough. Right. So I thought about what you said, mm-hmm. and there's so many times where, you know, like I'll say, like, I went to a tournament, I played this team, and they didn't have, they had a horse racing name instead of a, a boat down approved name or something right. like that. You know, and we, we uh, hype all the time, like, doesn't necessarily have to be city mascot, but something that if you lived in this world, you would be excited to go buy a ticket for. Right. Know? And we've had many people over the years email us, hey, give me some advice. This is what I'm working with. It made me think, you know, maybe I'm griping about things that people aren't doing, not necessarily because they don't care, maybe because they just don't know. Maybe yeah. somebody showed them how to play Blood Bowl. And they don't have a copy of the book. I mean, we have three or four players in our league who come over, and the only time they see a copy of the book is when they're playing with us. Right. So, therefore, I thought we could maybe, and hopefully throughout the year of Prime, we can um, talk about the actual world that the Blood Bowl is set in. Okay. Okay? Makes sense. um, I also, just just to paraphrase uh, where I'm coming from, this is just... Playing and reading the books, this doesn't mean I'm an expert either. Right. Uh, I know you've read the Blood Bowl actual books, right, by Matt Forbeck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've I've read, read all those. Yeah. I still have not done that. I plan to one day, but I haven't. I've read the comics. So we, we kind of have a general idea of the setting. But even you don't know, you know, I don't where know everything much. comes from. And, real, you know, I've only played Blood Bowl, never played Warhammer. I don't read Warhammer books or anything. So I know it's that universe. So even when I look to make a team, I will often go into the Warhammer fluff and try to figure it out from there. See where it fits so in. So, like, you know, I want an elf team, so I'll go and look at Warhammer wiki or whatever. Right. And see where elves come from, see which division of elves I like, and blah, blah, blah. And just kind of work my way through that. But you're right. I mean, I don't know the overarching story of the world. And there's a lot of people who don't play Warhammer Fantasy or anything like mm-hmm. that. So even if they came from uh, Warhammer 40K, they might not know this t- type of setting. Right. Um, so I just wanted to hit on some things in this world um, that maybe people did not know before. I mean, if you're a first-time player, you you hear the term. And I really want to specifically talk today about mutations and Warpstone. Right. Um like the Warpstone Troll. Like the Warpstone Troll. Um, you know, where you, you, there's a lot of people who utilize it when they create a team, like um, Extreme's uh, Chaos Pack team that he's created. He has mm-hmm. little chunks of Warpstone all over the bases and stuff. But Axia a lot- Fishing, they just showed a, a, was it a goblin team that was using the I believe Warpstone? it was the goblin, the real well-painted. Yeah, yeah. those look amazing. And there, there is a lot of people who know this, and there's probably actually a ton of people that know Warpstone and Warhammer uh, fantasy role playing or whatever history better than I do or anything like that because I'm no expert. But well, we're like, going to ex- educate as best we can. Okay, and like our buddy Sarge, he has the Skaven Blight Greys. They're all painted. What was it? Purple. They're actually painted like a was it? a muted kind of grayish, purplish blue. Right. And he said the reason for that is they play underground where the, all the warp stone is. It emits a green radiation, which makes those colors glow green or something. 
however he said it, I, I, I guess it was, it's but... a brighter blue and a brighter yellow mm-hmm. underground, but when they, they're above ground, it's not. Right. It's this kind of muted, weird, you know, neon kind of weird color. So, <clears throat> so I want to talk about, because we all have mutations in Blood Bowl. Everybody just assumes like, oh, this is the claw, this is mm-hmm. that. But where do they kind of come from? You know, um, a lot of, if you look at like just the general wiki of uh, Warpstone, mm-hmm. pretty much all mutations and stuff are born out of this Warpstone stuff. Right. And, um just to kind of paraphrase the old the old world that Blood Bowl is set in is is kind of just like your fantasy your typical fantasy world which if we want to get technical is the future of this world well, yeah it's like the actually it's like after the 40k world if i understand it correctly oh fantasy is yes th- okay i i'm pretty sure Sounds I'm right, right on okay. that okay i trust you. i i think i I think somebody explained it to me that yeah, because it feels like it should be the other way. Why it's not hardened directly? It's insinuated that all the 40k stuff happened, and then you know the old ones came and everything, and everything got reverted back or something like that. I know from uh, Warhammer role playing games, there's a history of the world that it talks about the you know the old ones came to the world long ago, and and the old ones were the progenitors of the salon the they're salon. aliens who use warp gates they're aliens cthulhu type people whatever mm-hmm. and they had warp gates set at the poles north and south pole to you know travel through and everything else whether it's interdimensionally or throughout you know cross space or whatever anyways those gates eventually broke mm-hmm. and the little fragments from them are called the warp stone and um you know they're found out throughout it's talked about, you know, like in second edition, they don't really say, they don't use the term warp stone. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of things like uh, the the Warp Fire Warriors, I think, is a Skaven team that's talked about in there and stuff. So it's insinuated that these mutations come from just being around this warp stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, warp stone's also used in the, if you played the skirmish game, uh, Mordheim. Hence the beginning. The right. once beautiful city of Mordheim. See, I thought you were doing a play on the, the city of Moor, which we live. Oh. That's why I was like, oh, no. cool. No, I was saying Mordheim because Mordheim fell into ruin after Warpstone it was like a, hit it, right? right? They say the comet or the meteor mm-hmm. hit it, and all these shards were everywhere. And so they're, and now they're people, worth... all these bands are going in to try to retrieve it. Right. Which is, Mordheim's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. If we I didn't mean... play Blood Bowl, we could definitely get into some Mordheim. Oh, yeah, Definitely. We played, like, what was it, three or four games with Sarge? <laughs> I think we played a total of... I think me and you played a total of four, four or five. Yeah, because my leader we went the, out the first game, or first skirmish, and I lost him for three weeks. and But I got him back eventually. Right. Um, back to Warpstone. It, you know, it's supposed to be like a solidified dark magic. That's why it right. gives off these mutations. Uh in the regular wiki, it talks about if you are exposed to it for a couple of hours in its raw form, you could start to develop a mu- mutation. Yeah, it doesn't um, say who refines it, but it says there's a refined version. So I'm assuming Skavens do. I, and, I assume so. They're yeah. the ones who are kind of most noted for playing around with uh, mm-hmm. the Warpstone. And there's uh, places like the Hell Pit, and that's where my Hell Pit Scorpions underworld team comes from right. is that they're supposed to be like where the Skavens take the stuff and mutate um, oh, okay. other things there's um, 
I'm trying to find out. I got some notes here, but obviously not well put together. Uh, Warpstones used exclusively intensively by the Skaven, and the Warpstone tokens are generally recognized for their major form of currency. Uh, each clan utilizes them in different ways. It talks about that, and that's another thing where Sarge used. Um, I, I can't remember what clan his Skaven team is, but I, there's not just him, but there's other ones who say, like, this is a mm-hmm. clan Aishin, this is clan Mulder, and stuff. And they they talk here where... Um, I don't trust clan Mulder. They're <laughs> annoying. They keep trying to find their sister. Oh, uh, that's an uh, X-Files reference. Very nice. Yes. Hey, I got that. Clan Mulder, uh, I think they're the ones who I based the Hell Pit on. The Hell Pit okay. Scorpions, because they mutate creatures into unnatural forms with their diabolical purposes of dissolving it into a paste that can glue disp- <laughs> the disparate body parts together. Uh, Alan actually dug this up for his Skaven team. Clan Skyrie. Or yeah. S- Am I saying Scryer. that? Scryer, Scryer uses the no. magic-infused stones uh, to run huge war engines and strange inventions out of the mad scientist's worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. And then it says, um, all this is from the wiki, so anybody can go look this up. Uh, Clan Pestilence and Eschens uh, use it for slightly more mundane purposes to increase pot- potence- potency. potency for their poisons and toxic brews. So... My experience is playing in some just Warhammer role playing and, you know, through the means of like just little fluff you grab here and there for people like Skitter, Skitter, Stab, Stab and Mm -hmm. all these things. They're also little assassins. I mean, the gutter runner, I think, is like a real army unit in the Warhammer fantasy, if I remember correctly. Okay, yeah. So, you know, they're little guys who can scurry through the sewers and do, do their damage and everything else. Um, I'm not really going to get into this, but it goes on. To, on, the, on the wiki, it goes on to say how Warpstone influenced, like, the vampires and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I thought that, it was interesting. That's actually how vampires came to be, is they used it with elixirs and stuff and created the undead race. It mentioned something about the Camry, too, so it possibly is where those came from, too. Right, so... So, realistically, Warpstone has touched many facets of the Bud Bowl universe. Yeah, And I the Beastmen, their mutation. Right, and, and it even talks about how... Skaven really are a mutated form of just rats that eventually became humanized mm-hmm. and everything. So really, you know, like I said, I harp about this world that why don't they make it fit the Blood Bowl world? But we never talk about the Blood Bowl world. So, And also, it shows you how extensive the world is. That if you wanted just to mess around with it, you can make almost anything and base it in that universe somehow. Right. You so. sure can. I mean, I, I went back and looked at second edition, and I just found it weird that it, it talks about how mutants have come from, you know, chaos and stuff, but it never specifically talks about Warpstone. So right. I just found that interesting. Well, I always took it to mean they were more infused by the chaos gods. And if you worship the chaos gods, then you did more chaotic things, then you mutated, and just like the chaos cup. It was a mutation thing, and then if you want it, then you got a mutation. And Of course, yeah. And really, it's Blood Bowl, so you could say so-and-so was born. I'm sure Glart Smasher was born with a claw, mm-hmm. but that could have been because his mom you know, had Warpstone hanging around her neck when she got pregnant or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, you can do whatever you want. Sure. Um, the, the great thing I think about it, about the Blood Bowl universe, is why it might be... 
a facsimile of the uh, the Warhammer fantasy world. It's more of a to me a more comedic and not as dark. Oh yeah, times and I think that's what makes Blood Bowl so great. Too, yeah, because you can kind of you can have Skaven who uh, you know. They like to make lemonade out of Warpstone or whatever, and you can have... Wasn't your... there a Skaven Circus team? Or am I confusing two teams? An actual that miniatures? Yeah. Somebody made some goblins um, circus teams. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. There I was going to say those. Skaven could have mutated into clowns or something. You can make it whatever you oh, want. Oh, yeah. You can do whatever you want. I, um, yeah. Just... Like you have... Uh, you got blue cheese on your team? Right, I have a team called the Ar. And I don't. I, I thought this was the coolest name when I made it up. The Arconian Rats. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have a guy, a, a thrower named Blue Cheese McGee. And uh, when you're in ninth grade, that sounds amazing. And of course, he's a mutant because he has blue fur instead mm-hmm. of brown or white or black fur. And it, he looks really cool. <laughs> so yeah, he was my thrower all the time, and I always just said that that was just a genetic mutation, mm-hmm. just like you know, being an albino or anything. Yeah. So else. if you want. You know, play with different colors of things and stuff. Yeah, and going back to Sarge's thing, I I remember first seeing his uh, Skaven team, and I was saying, man, I don't know why he just didn't paint those just bright yellow and mm-hmm. bright blue. And then when he explained it, it just made perfect sense, you know. And yeah. It fit a great theme. We also like more primary colors than most people. Well, I mean, you also like bright stuff, too. Yeah. There's so many teams that are painted so great but they're so dark mm-hmm. and that drives me crazy. <laughs> you know, like I can see the detail and I appreciate and respect it. But if I paid somebody for that, I might not like it just cause I like bright colors. Right. But regardless, there's gotta be some people out there who might not even know or care or, or wonder what the warp stone is and where yeah. their mutations came from. So also it allows you to make cool little turn markers and stuff. If you want, exactly. just get some green crystals or green, Rock candy, and just <laughs> rock candy. Remember rock candy? I, I remember. It's easy to make, and it looks cool. It's terrible to eat. I never liked it, but it looks cool. It does look cool. You could turn that into turn markers and stuff. You could. I'm sure there's other things to turn into. Oh uh, yeah, to warp stone. Um, I, I like the models that, like you were talking about, that had like the embedded pieces of warp stone. Mm-hmm. I think those are just the coolest things. So. Now, now you're educated about some Warpstone, mm-hmm. and hopefully we will bring you guys some more segments about the old world, different parts of the yeah. the old world, and educate you further. And we kind of discussed about talking about old teams, too, not talking about how to make a team for tournaments or play, but give the history of a team. So we might talk about chaos, but talk about where they started and how they've changed over right. time. Right, or maybe some regions that they've been in or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, regardless, I think uh, if we're the Fluff Podcast, maybe we can give you some extra tools besides showing you a map to make your team more fluffy. All of the maps are awesome. The maps are great. Yeah. <laughs> without them, you know, you'd just be making up anything. But now if you're thinking of a Skaven team and you want to incorporate maybe Warp Stones or a different clan or anything like that, or maybe it was an old human team that played for a long time and became Skaven, who knows? Yeah. Regardless, we're going to give you some choices. Get those teams fluffy this year. Why this year? Because it's the year of prime. Uh, see, you're already buying into this. I'm not buying you into it. You are a primate, Steve. You're, uh, you're, one of my, you're one of my boys. I'm a prime boy? <laughs> that doesn't sound good. 
Nothing about this sounds good. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and we'll come back. To what? To some questions. <laughs> um, I don't remember. To whatever it is. No, it's the um, blah, blah, blah. Outside coaching. I'll get up. So for this segment, we're going to talk about what is one of the, I'd say, more annoying aspects of the game to try to keep under control sometimes. Oh, without a doubt. Especially Um, at tournaments. Yeah, but it always happens. Uh, One of the former Burnt Wiener guys, John, mentioned on Twitter. Burnt Wiener guys? Yeah, they had a podcast, Burnt Wiener. Called Burnt Wieners. Okay. They want 200 episodes, dude. I'm not disagreeing. We're not going to get there, so. I didn't. We'll be long dead before that happens. Actually, I thought this came from another source. That's what surprised me. Oh, okay. No. (laughs) He he tweeted out, have you guys on the show discussed outside participants suggesting moves to players in a game of Blood Bowl? We've never really talked about that. Because we're just going to get mad about it and, and hurt the feelings of some of our friends. No, it's just kind of an odd situation to really describe. Because we could just go real quick and go, eh, we don't allow it. But that's not really true. We kind of do sometimes. I have I have found myself at times at our league that we play at our house, at our kitchen table, mm-hmm. when it's a super veteran player versus somebody... That is no good, and they're about to do something stupid. Yeah, and while the other team's up for nothing, I find myself. A lot of times, I do speak up. Hey, well, that's and, one of the outliers. So, let's bring it back before we get into that okay. part. For the most part, and I believe Scott will back me up on this. If you're playing a game of Blood Bowl, it's you and the other guy playing. You shouldn't ever hear from anyone else outside of that. Totally agree. You shouldn't have anyone going, oh, man, you should have done, or, you know, you could do, or, well, doesn't that guy have, or anything like that. Go ahead. Okay, I was going to say the main exception to that is game mechanics. So if someone has a movement seven and they move six and then go for it, it is not wrong to speak up and go, oh, that guy has moved seven. Oh, thanks, I didn't realize that. Or, don't forget, you know, that that guy has frenzy, so he has to, you know, hit again. Things like that are fine, because those are part of the game. Or turning people over at the end of the turn and stuff like that. While you should pay attention to that, it's not something that's optional. And as such, an outside party reminding you of it, I you can't get mad at them. I agree. Yeah. But I still hate when outside people do that. In my games personally. Mm-hmm. Because it makes me it makes me feel right or wrong <laughs> that like somebody's rooting for somebody else. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 watching like but for, see, that's why it shouldn't matter is because it's it game shouldn't matter. stuff. But I feel like when it's done before I get a chance to go like, okay, you're really supposed to roll that guy over. He was stunned. Mm-hmm. Before I can say that and somebody else says that, it almost feels like they're rooting against me. 
and then that makes me mad. And you know what? Most people probably are rooting against me. Say, that's probably just your crazy. Uh... It might be me being crazy. Yeah, that's that's a big possibility. Um, I I don't like it either though when people sit there and then they'll go like, you know, or, or just even make body language sounds. Yeah, you know, not body language sounds, but <laughs> body language right. tips off somebody. And you think that, oh, I didn't say anything. But when you start to, like, immediately walk away or turn your head real quick because, mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's going to do that. You get someone else it to go, why did he do oh, Exactly. And then they look at the I board and go, I don't want to do that yet. I'm going to look at the board. And mm-hmm. then you go, like, just stay away. Right. Watch from afar mm-hmm. and shut up. <laughs> Very much so. Now – what I was going to go back on yes. is when we play with some newer people in our league, and it's four to nothing, and they're playing the team with the one turn touchdown score. Mm-hmm. If they don't see something, sometimes I will speak up. And, and honestly, for the most part, most of our players do that themselves. I know, and right, a lot of times the guy playing against you will tell you, like, "No, actually, you do have a chance. Mm-hmm. Here's what you should do." But I, I feel bad when I do speak up, mm-hmm. so I, I. I get mad at myself, but I've already spoke up and really I say stuff because as the league commissioner, I want everybody to have fun and stay with the league. Right. Um, It's not that I'm trying to cheat somebody out of it or anything like that. Now I know that I have a bad problem of I'll watch someone play and they'll do something that I don't understand why they did it. And then after that turns over, a lot of times I'll go, why did you do that instead of this? And I'm not trying to be, like, a jerk, like I know better than them or anything. It's just a lot of times I'm really curious. Like, are they seeing something I'm not? And, you know, like, especially with Alan, sometimes it is 50-50 with Alan. It is sometimes he completely doesn't see the obvious thing, and sometimes he sees something that I didn't even see. I'm like, oh, okay. I agree with what you're questioning, and you wait until the turn's over. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but being in a league now with you for nine seasons, I can tell you, <clears throat> and it's probably paranoia again, I feel like when you ask that question just right after the turn instead of when the half ends or a, a touchdown scored, mm-hmm. I've, I feel, and it's probably not true, that it still influences how the guy plays the next turn because then he's Instead of going with maybe one yeah. mindset, it changes him like, oh, I didn't think of it yeah, that way. There's that possibility. For major things, I tend to wait until the half. But a lot of things are like, there's no way I could recreate that <laughs> I know. and ask. So, The best thing to do is to shut up. But Really it is. But and, that's not, that's and, not as and much I, fun. And I go back to tournaments is one thing. Tournaments is entirely different. Tournaments, I don't say shit. I get really mad when we play here at the kitchen table, but I'm also not going to, I might want to punch your face off, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to because you're my friend or whoever. But at a tournament, it's a little bit different environment. It's just kind of the, the coach should be to shut up. Mm -hmm. And really I would like most people to sit out. I I get what they're saying. Oh, you forgot to roll his armor or this or that. Well, I will also go back to like, and it's, Happened very few times. But when you're playing some guy, you're sitting across the table, and he's nitpicking you on, like, little goofy rules, like Mm -hmm. he knows everything, and he's setting your miniature down before you have a chance to set it down or whatever, or, you know, whatever it is. When that guy does forget his armor, and maybe 
Maybe you've told him in the first half. Sure don't want to tell him in the second half. I wish people would shut up. But well, really, that's not fair either. That kind of brings up a, a side tangent to this about skills. How many times... Now, in, I was glad you brought this up. In league play, if I have diving tackle, I'll tell someone I have diving tackle or I have prehensile tail or whatever. And I'll tell them maybe once or maybe twice, depending. But either after three times or at the half, they're on their own. I pretty much don't play the game for them. You have to be able to pay attention to that stuff yourself. And in tournaments, it really depends. I mean, there are days or or opponents where it it does really kind of depend on the opponent. Because like you said, if you're playing against a guy who's being nitpicky and annoying, I'm not telling him anything. But if I play against a kid or someone who doesn't look like they've played much, well, then I'm more lenient. I'm like, oh, by the way, this guy has blocks, so if you hit him, you know. I, at tournaments, I tend to, like, if I'm playing against somebody who reminds me, like, just before you start your turn, I'm like, you know, this guy is sidestep, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it definitely goes back and forth. And then it's like, okay, if you do that for me, I'll gonna, do that to you. If we're going to play that game, we're, we'll play that game. Even mm-hmm. though it's going to cost me, really, you know, you have one more movement or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, but there's a lot of guys who keep that stuff secret, and I guess it's just how you play. Because there's some guys who don't tell you nothing and go, well, it's obvious. It's on the roster. Right. And they're not wrong. Right. I, I don't get mad at them if they do. You know, it's my job to pay attention to their team. If I fail that, I failed. It's me. It's not them. It's not their job. I used to get really mad about the, if you didn't look on the roster, it was on the roster the whole time. I used to get really mad about that. It does. Until... Get- we got the. I started getting getting into my daughter's hair bands mm-hmm. and just taking colored hair bands with me. Yeah, and I'm not afraid anymore to say like, okay, which guys have guards? And they'll go this guy and this guy, the guy with the pointy hat and the other guy with the non pointy hat. And I'm not afraid now to go. Mind if I mark this guy? Right. And I'll mark him with my own thing. And, and you should be able to. And I don't, that's nothing wrong with that. And then then really it's on me. And, and again, it's also one of those things of if the team is completely understandable positions are very obvious the numbers are obvious that i'm not going to get mad at obfuscation or you know you confuse me or whatever that's on me but if your team is don't want to always go back to this example but if they're all roller girls and they're supposed to be something else i can't tell because it's just different numbers i'm i'm just going to be confused right now Kind of in the middle. This is an odd one. What if you're playing someone and they have, say, seven movement and they go up four, diagonal, they go left one and up two or whatever? Instead of a go, they don't go diagonal, they go left. Or basically, they go from point A to point B and they either do a dodge that they don't have to or they could go further if they took a different route? Uh, usually I, I let them mark their path. I, okay. Honestly, how I usually do that is right before I kind of give them a warning going like, well, how'd you get there? Mm-hmm. And if they re- miscount it out, I yep. let it be. Okay. Especially at tournaments. Yeah, tournaments. And if they want to walk through a tackle zone, probably in our league that we play at home, I probably say something at least once. And then, like, 
And that's not a game Here, mechanic. Here's thing, what really. I normally say. Yeah. You sure that's the route you want to go? Maybe mm-hmm. you should recount that. Right. And if they recount the same thing. It, <laughs> or they give you that. Yeah, of course that's the way I want to go. And, okay. Well, usually I'll say, why don't you recount that one more time? Mm-hmm. And then I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I might even show them that one time mm-hmm. and then it's done. I'm a lot friendlier on stuff in our league. Well, of course. I probably would be in a tournament. Yeah. Once again, though, if you're playing a nice guy in a tournament, if I'm playing a Michael Lewis mm-hmm. or, or somebody, you know, somebody like Even that. Even if it's a brand new person, if I'm having a great time and it's just for fun or I'm in dead last or whatever, I don't care. I'm kind of the guy, too, though, who most of the time, as long as I wasn't playing somebody that was just a big jerk to me, if I dive and tackle, I probably would end my turn and go, just so you know, mm-hmm. That guy right next to the ball has diving tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, I've been on the other side where you get so caught up in the game. Yeah. You know, you're thinking against the clock and everything else. And, yes, I know it's on the roster. Uh, I teased uh, our league guy, Brian Hill, you know, like, because <laughs> I marked his guys with diving tackle. Because we had an instance where he told me twice, I think mm-hmm. it was, and then it got into the second half, and I forgot. And, and there were people that you marked yourself, so – he didn't think he needed to remind you. I don't even know if I don't know if I marked him in that instance. Yeah, you put pink bands on him. No, in, in the game, yeah, here this yeah. latest game. I'm talking about the very first time. It oh, happened. okay, never mind. The very first time I happened, you know, I asked him several times. Yeah, he yeah, told me several right. times, but we got caught up in a really close game mm-hmm. near the end of the second half, and I just completely forgot. I did the move without thinking, but I already rolled the dice, so yeah. I wouldn't take it back. Now, if I would have started the move, and he goes, "Well, I got diving tackle." Probably wouldn't have done that. I used mm-hmm. the blitzer. Regardless, I was mad at myself. I was also <laughs> mad at him because we're friends. How come he didn't tell me? Well, he did tell me a couple of times. It's on the roster as well. Yeah. So I can't really get mad at him for that. But I'm a lot looser mm-hmm. in the league than I am. Nothing will ever beat the time that I thought I won the game won nothing. And just completely forgot that the guy scored on me. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> nothing will ever beat that. And he could have told me. He could have gone. I don't know why you go not going in. Um, like he's playing for a tie for some reason. But he has no. He doesn't have any obligation to. I can't. I don't get mad at him. No, and I don't blame him either. Once I remembered him scoring, <laughs> I was a lot less mad because I was like, "The guy's just lying to me. He's lying." Oh wait, no. Crap. I, I'm a stupid. I, I tend not to. I want to win every game. I don't want to cheat to win the game. I want to no. fairly win. So there's a lot of times because we've played hero clicks for many years and we had a lot of jerks in hero clicks where like, do I tell him? Do I not tell him? Mm-hmm. Eh, he forgot about it. I'm just yeah. going to let it be. I I can't do that as much as Blood Bowl. I mean, you really have to be a real jerk for me not to like, oh, he forgot to roll my armor when I fell. Right. Okay. Let it yeah, be. See, that's a game mechanic. So if someone piped up and like did you ever roll that guy's armor oh i forgot well yeah and it really is a game mechanic and honestly you shouldn't play that way but (laughs) we all have uh been there there's all there's always moments (laughs) um i mean i know for a fact that there was some of those moments our very first oklahoma bowl with one of the guys that ended up winning it Mm -hmm. he was he was one of those guys who was always on you every time you touched the dice. Yeah. So when he did forget something, you kind of gave him the mental finger of like, ha, you didn't catch that one, buddy. <laughs> and screw you. <laughs> you know, but 
I think people really at tournaments, you got to just, if you want to go watch the top table game, just go watch and shut up and mm-hmm. don't talk to anybody. You know, nudge somebody in the hip and have them follow you out in the hall. And then you go, do you believe that? I can't believe you did that or whatever it yeah. is. But don't influence with body language. Don't be like, mm, or anything like that or whisper to somebody. Because if they see that, they rethink everything. And it could be they made a great move, and you go, that's amazing to mm-hmm. your friend. I can't believe he did that. And you might screw him up. Just let them play their game. And that, in some ways, that's why I like at Cast Cup how they have the top table kind of separated out. Yeah. Or at the end. I don't know if it was like that last year. I was so far in the back. I was in my own <laughs> table in the back. But I know in years prior, they had a table up mm-hmm. near the, you know, up near the front. Uh, near, what am I thinking? The about? front podium. The front podium. The lectern. Excuse me. <laughs> and I think that's good. Just let, let's people play their game. So, yes, who the Burt Wiener guy, he's John, right. We, yeah. we, people should shut up. That's basically what it comes down to. And really there's times, in our, like I said, in our league that I should shut up too. But I feel like I'm trying to help people <laughs> so they love it more. Both down, from us to you, shut up. Just shut up. Just shut up. Speaking of, we're going to shut up and... Let's talk some Oklahoma Bowl and Spiky Cop. Nice goblin voice, buddy. Thank you. You're quite the goblin. I don't want to be a goblin, and there better not you ever be use a chainsaw. A, there better, yeah, there better not be a noun in front of the goblin. A noun in front of the goblin. Mm-hmm. Like dog goblin. Yes. Or we're done there. Blood. Oh, yeah. I know what now you're talking mm-hmm. about now. You're the rooster. You're the rooster goblin. Golly, that's I didn't even draw that picture, but somebody else did. You can draw. I, I could. Let's talk some Oklahoma Bowl, Steve. It is that time once again In, when we are ordering dice. We're ordering trophies. We are gearing up. Getting a whole bunch of prizes. A whole bunch of prizes. A lot of models. Definitely a lot of models this year. Um, Speaking of models, do we want did, to, you, did, did you know I'm a model? Really? I made the uh, news flyer at work. Oh, yeah. You showed me that. Yeah. I'm a model. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> it's on there, but... I had to sign a model release form. Really? Yes, I did. To get compensation? No. That's lame. Of course. It's, I think they care. They give you like a gift card. Psst. Did we mention... The greatest idea ever for Oklahoma Bowl that we're not going to do? I don't know. Renting a midget? <laughs> I don't remember if we mentioned that or not. I don't think we did. We might air. have. No, I don't think we did. Because you, our buddy Pump, sent us a message about, you know, you can rent midgets. And that's their word, not mine. But it's like a little person rental place. There's a website that you can hire a... Dwarf model in Oklahoma City. To do whatever, whatever you, want. you want to do. So they said that they have no problem dressing up as leprechauns or, you know, Oompa Loompas or whatever. Right. So I thought it would be awesome to hire them out and have them come as Spiky Norman for I think the two days. A, I still think that's a, a fabulous idea. And even if he doesn't play Blood Bowl, like we could teach him or he can just sit around and... He could just be there. I've got the helmet. He just needs some green face paint, some elf ears. 
I, I talked to uh, my friend Nate Draper about it, and he was like, I'm going to get one of those to follow me around at, around Christmas time. So he could say, like, Dad's, you know, the Santa Claus is watching you type mm-hmm. deal. And I was like, even better is, is you act like you don't see it, oh. but your kids do the whole time. Let's How awesome let's that move be? back a little bit to you where you referred to the person as it. <laughs> I meant the character, not, okay. not the person. <laughs> this is why we are not doing that at Oklahoma Bowl. Oh, let's talk about the tournament. Okay. So what are we talking about? When is it? It is March 14th for Oklahoma Bowl and March 15th for Spiky Cup. The greatest two days of Blood Bowl action one can have in America. It's more games than Chaos Cup. It's less price than Chaos Cup. By a lot. Uh, you could lose all weekend and it doesn't hurt your rating as bad as Chaos Cup because it doesn't count double points. But there's more game. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. I got you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And... um. We got dice like Chaos Cup. We got you, the moves like Jagger. Got the moves like Jagger. Mm-hmm. You get to hang out with both down. And whoever else decides to show up. We give away a team. Uh, fully painted. Which, have we re- revealed what it is yet? No. Let's not do that yet. Let's say that for next month. I think we did reveal what it was. Did we? Oh. Go ahead. Go for it. It's a fully painted female orc team. That... Apparently has amazing detail to the makeup, which we haven't seen yet. <laughs> right. So it should be amazing, but there's no guarantee at this current point. It's still getting painted. If you sign up for both days, you get a chance to win it. Right. And so there's no other chances. It's if you get if you sign up for both days, you get one chance. There's no other ways to earn it. So everybody gets an equal shot. Correct. And we also give that away on Saturday night. So if somebody. The beauty about Oklahoma Bowl weekend, as we call it, is that if you wanted to just show up for one day, you can. Mm-hmm. If you want to show up for both days and play two different teams, you can. Because mm-hmm. you get that fresh start on the next day, unlike Chaos Cup, when you're 0-4 going into the <laughs> <laughs> last day. Um, and like I said, you can play a three-day, a three-game tournament, a four-game tournament, play both. Uh, regardless, if you sign up for both events and only show up for one... You're still eligible for that giveaway. And we give that away Saturday night. Therefore, if for some reason you want an orc team and you're like, these things are awesome, but I was going to play halflings the next day, we're going to let you switch. You know, you can redo your roster. You can play with the team that you won. Yeah, and if we need to help you set up a roster to print off, that's no problem. So that's the beauty of it. It's the same. You know, we have lots of giveaways. Um we're not Two quite sure what sets. all giveaways we have yet, but... Well, we're in the process of yeah. making the list and checking it twice before we send it off to Impact Miniatures, who are so nice. Ah. That was kind of a rhyme. And whoever else might want to contribute. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that. I, mm-hmm. I was um, talking about Oklahoma Bowl weekend and stuff. Somebody texted me, uh, not texted me, uh, messaged me through Twitter I uh, don't want to reveal the name, but they said, you know, like, if we can, if, can we donate or can we, you know, sign up but not show up or can we send some prizes to be given away? And I said, sure. So yeah. if there's anybody out there, I know we haven't talked about the rule set or anything yet, but we will. But if you are looking to donate 
prizes mm-hmm. just because you like the podcast or whatever it is. You you live in another country and you just want to do something nice. We'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> or if you wanted to just support us by signing up, you know, you can do that as well. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you can do those things. Gladly. Yeah. Gladly. Yeah. And if you are, you know, some miniature companies. Or a painter. Anything. Which we might have a painted model to give away on Sunday. Ooh. Hopefully. Let's talk about the Dermans. Okay. First, let's talk about the early bird special that lasts until when and the cost for these things. Some people have already signed up. Right. Um, The early bird special for both tournaments, it's 30 bucks. That's if you pre-register by January 31st, 2015. That's not $30 each. It's like both. a normal, <laughs> right, or close to a normal tournament. That's for both tournaments, right? That's seven games of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of dice. That's a free a entry to get a painted team. Yeah, and not a painted team with twelve figures, guys. A fully painted team. Yeah, I think it's full sixteen. Should be. I think it has everything. I it might it has, be more. I, I think don't it has know. a goblin too. Yeah. So there you go. We'll see. Um, definitely great value. We do it that way because the sooner I can get the money, the easier it is to order the stuff. That's just tournament talk. I mean, oh yeah, of course. If you go to tournaments and you know you're going to go, or you're probably going to go, please sign up as soon as possible, just so that they can more easily order stuff without having to worry about everything. And then regular pre-registration ends March second. Well, it doesn't end, but. Um, after January 31st, it goes up to 40 bucks for both events or 25 each. All right. So if you show up at the door, mm-hmm. it's going to cost you a little bit more. Uh, if you show up at the door, it's 30 bucks each. Right. Because you should have signed up before. Yeah. That's called a stupid tax. <laughs> Not that you're stupid. You still should come out. But right. that's just what they call it down here in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. That's what the orcs pay. <laughs> so dumb. Let's talk rule sets. Let's talk about the big boy first. This is Oklahoma Bowl 4. Okay. This started off as what? We really thought this was going to be a one-off event, didn't we? I think originally this No. Is... I wore... we Well, if you want to get of... into the fluff of it, we figured it was going to be yearly. We figured this might be our only one every year, which is why I resisted calling it Oklahoma because I didn't want the only tournament that we did to be so completely associated with only Oklahoma. But it's worked out very well. See? Yes. You should have faith and trust the people. No. You build it and they will come. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Baseball movie. Oh, okay. Sorry. Put Rudy in, coach. That's a... That's fine. Yeah. Or we walk. Isn't that what they do? I don't know. Never actually seen that one. Oh, Rudy will make you cry. Yeah. Maybe not you. I cry a lot. <laughs> you cry yourself to sleep. My life is sad. But you, <laughs> but you still, it's because you, you feel uh, guilty for stealing all those teams from eBay no. from me. I, I laugh about that. You got six packs of figures in the mail today. Sure did. Blister packs. Sure did. With a great deal. Thank you, Nate Beam. Enough said. All right. Oklahoma Bowl. Number four. Yes. What makes this different this year? No Crom. No, oh, there is no Crom. Yeah. Crom is retired. 
So let's just start off. You get one point one five million gold, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just gold pieces. Yeah, monies. Yep. Um, you can buy, as always, players, rerolls, fan factor, coaches, and cheerleaders, and skills and stat increases. We can do stat increases. Nobody ever takes them. We do the we offer the movement or the armor. Oh, that's status. right. Yeah, nobody ever does take that. No, not not real, not yet. But huh. yeah, you know, we offer them. Um, but you can only use up to 150 in skills. Right. So the the rule set's made. So if you have a team that you don't feel like you need a lot of skills on, maybe you want to play dwarves with four re rolls in the dwarf roller, mm-hmm. the death roller, and you never got a chance to do it. And you don't need 150k for the skills. You right. just need block on your runner. You can do that. Therefore, but if you are a, I don't know, a chaos team, and you need skills because nobody has skills, right? You probably want to use all 150k towards that. And then after buying your team and skills and stuff, we ha- allow any of the green skin players to play. So Ripper. Rashnak Backstabber, Ugroth Bogrot, Varag Ghoul Chewer, and the newly created Harry Badsaw. Harry Badsaw is from... And our, any team can get these. Excuse me. That's right. That's, yeah. So if you play Amazons, you can have Harry Badsaw run the ball for you. Go mm-hmm. ahead and explain what he... Explain his stats, and then I'll explain where he came from. Okay. He's 110 to, to purchase. He's 5338... He has Dump Off, Nerves of Steel, Pass, Sure Hands, Thick Skull, and Loner. Sounds like a bargain, man. Yeah. <laughs> For an Orc team. <laughs> so Harry Badsaw comes from, in our league, we have a uh, what's called the Dragonfire Weekly because our league is called the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he's like a Terry Bradshaw type pun. And... Uh, he does. He picks games every week, and and that's what he's he does. an analyst for the yeah. newsletter. He's an analyst for the newsletter. He picks games. He's had some really rough years, and he's had some really good years. And so, actually, this whole time I've wanted to kind of utilize him and and incorporate him, and who knows, maybe one day have a miniature of him or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but uh, at the beginning, we I wanted to also use Cromnard Dung to entice people since they've heard of him from the. Zerpcast. Right, it's just kind of cool. And uh, since Crom is a big drug head, and he's also won uh, the league, <laughs> the tournament a few times, uh, we went ahead and retired him, and uh, Harry Batsall will be around probably for a little while. You want me to go ahead and read his bio that we have on here? Go for it. Harry Batsall was a black orc who was renowned for his skills at the pub game known as Snotland Tossing. I guess it'd be Snotling Tossing. Snotland Tossin? That's how okay. I got it. Makes sense. I got the fluff from the man who created him. And one day, he was approached by the coach of the Iron Crag Decimators, who offered him a tryout as a thrower on a Blood Bowl team. Then the rest became history, as the player everyone thought wasn't big enough to be a blocker became one of the most famous orc throwers in the game. Oh, that's neat. Behind the fluff. <laughs> So I encourage you guys who are out there, and I know not everybody can afford to put this on their team or make their team competitive with all these guys, but I'd love to see a lot of these green skin star players make it onto some rosters. 
And realistically, 110 has got your hands and pass and dump off. Yeah, He's not too bad. Not bad at all. I mean, I've done better. I've done, uh, I've done better with worse <laughs> yes. for uh, orc uh, throwers. Mm-hmm. So, and you know what? He might be a big bargain this year. And if we find out that everybody in the league takes him and says he's over the underpriced, tournament. then... Yeah. Then we'll uh, see what happens. Maybe he does some contract negotiations. And uh, it still falls under the rule that you can only have up to two star players per team. Um, but it there's no Highlander rule. So if each team has the same star players, they both get to play. That's right. And I believe then the green skin not count against, you don't have to have 11 to have them. Right. Um, so therefore I could for whatever reason, take a nine-human lineman, Ripper the Troll, and Harry Badsoff, that works out. Well, I don't know. doesn't say that here. Oh, okay. I, I it says specifically if you're including a star player from the CRP rulebook, you must still have 11 players on your team before being able to hire them. I'll check the green all-stars. They might not say it. It was there at one point. Ah. There you will not have to have 11 players in order to purchase a green skin star player. There you go. Boom, 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 boom. So nine human boom linemen. Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> Ripper, Harry Badsaw, and a ton of re-rolls. Go for it. <laughs> that would actually be a pretty good Coblin team. Two trolls, Ripper, Harry. If you get four all it. We might be looking into that. Look at him. He's smiling over here. I've already played a goblin team in tournaments, so. And I believe, and I'm not looking at this, so that's why I keep saying I believe, so Steve can reaffirm it. Uh, You can take, if you take skills, you can have up to three of each one. Is that correct? No player may have a stat increase and a skill. No player may have two stat increases. No skill or stat increase may be taken more than three times. There you go. So if you needed to add block to your chaos team, you could do it three times. All right, and aside from that, um, as always, normal skills, 20, double, 30, movement or armor, 30. Also, two players maximum may have two skills added to them if desired. Yeah, that was a, that was a, it was the same pretty much rule set from last year. The first couple of Oklahoma Bowls were different. So if you've been to all of them, then you're pretty much up on the rules as always. I've been to all of them. I couldn't tell you the rules. <laughs> I never pay attention. You need to pay attention more. I pay attention when I make team and when I'm reviewing the team. <laughs> Outside of that, I don't have memory to remember it. Steve, Steve, Steve. Scott, Scott, Scott. <laughs> and then as always, we have a, a multitude of awards. The awards are... Oklahoma Bowl champion, second place, Delzine Cup, best offense, certificate, best defense, certificate, most brutal, certificate, Stunty Cup, fan favorite, best sportsman, and back of the pack. Yes. Always great. So yeah, it's a whole bunch of trophies and some certificates, as always. Good stuff. And, like every tournament we have been doing, if you come in first, second, or third, you'll get special dice. That are gold, silver, or bronze. Those are neat. Those are very neat. I was very happy to get the uh, Nuffleween ones from last year. Because I won that, if I, if you get what I'm saying. In the year that was not prime. 
<laughs> this year's not prime, <laughs> but this is. You're trying to trick me. Stop it. Okay. Let's talk about Spiky Cup. Okay. What do you want to know? I want to know the rule set, Steve. <laughs> oh, Spiky Cup. Because, see, Steve never lets me play an Oklahoma Bowl because he goes, you made up the rules for that. That's the most fair way of doing it. And then I always have to play in Spiky Cup. So what am I going to do <laughs> with this year? Oh, this year. This year is going to be interesting. This is the year of the Impact 500. And I'll just go ahead and read how it is on the rules. After the success of last year's sponsorship experiment, the Spiky Cup had sponsors lining up to have their name attached to this year's event. However, as the others lined up, a giant death roller came rolling over and crushing them. The starting the startup Death Roller Racing League made their case, and this year's Spiky Cup will be a showcase for some of the wildest racers from the Impact 500. So what's that mean? Each coach will be given a free Impact Death Roller. Death Roller. Like those Imp Crusher things if they you, have? Yeah, if you, whatever if you go on uh, Impact mm-hmm. and look at, they have a six-pack of... Okay, death, yeah. They're Death Rollers. But for the I Death think, Roller Racing? I think they're technically called Imp Crushers. But I think same, so, yeah. Same thing. They're Death Rollers. They're for the Death Roller Racing League that was created by... Was it created by Extreme? I think he modified it. it. I think it came from somewhere in Europe or Australia or something. So ultimately, (laughs) before the first round, each coach will draw to determine which color slash version of racer they receive. They will be allowed to field this racer as a 12th player on the field, and they are required to play it at all times as able. After the first and second round, if you lose your match, you may choose to trade racers with your opponent. After the third round, they're yours to keep and do with as you please. So you're telling me, by just going to Oklahoma Bowl weekend and playing in the Spiky Cup, not only do I get a chance to win a free-painted team, even if I go to Spiky, I'm going to get my own death roller? Mm-hmm. By the end of the day, I could yes. change hands three different times because I lost, and I get to keep it for my own? Yep. Oh, my gosh. This is, like, the best. And it's only $30 to sign up right now? Yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, do I want to? Do we want to go into the different types of death rollers, or just kind of? Uh, yeah, over? I actually think you should because this is very important for okay. people who are listening for the first time. So there are six different colors. You got blue, light blue, red, tan, green, and yellow. So if you get the blue one, and this all goes by the color of the death roller you have. So if you get the blue one, you have the death roller light. It's three seven one nine. Has loner, no hands, juggernaut, stand firm. Okay, sounds pretty good. Uh, if you have the light blue, you have the kill dozer. It's four seven one nine. Has loner, no hands, ball and chain, and grab. So it moves like a ball and chain. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you, you can grab people, so you can keep putting them in front of you and be real okay. annoying. Red is an old orc buzzwagon. It's five four two ten. It has loner, no hands, chainsaw, sneaky git, and stand firm. Okay. So this is essentially like one of those old orc buzz wagons <laughs> has a big chainsaws in front. Right. Um, tan is a shout out to your St. Louis hams. It's the St. Louis ham mobile. It's five three three nine. It has loner, 
No Hands, Fan Favorite, Leader, Hypnotic Gaze, and Tentacles. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So essentially. They're throwing out hams or selling hams? Is that what what did the St. Louis Hams do? They were a restaurant. That? That sponsored a team called the Hams because they were known for their great food. So, so ham? ham? Yeah. Okay. So this is a cart that's on the field <laughs> that's, that's enticing people with the smell and the taste of hams. Thus the tentacles and everything Hypnotic gaze. <laughs> and leader because anyone will do what they say. <laughs> and fan favorite because who doesn't love ham? Dude, a cute halfling <laughs> and a delicious ham go so well together. Don't they? I mean, it, if it's in true St. Louis fashion... Zara the Slayer could be inside the... <laughs> that is true. She was like one of the She sponsors. could be peddling it. Yeah, she could be peddling So far, this sounds like the wacky races, <laughs> Basically. That's... All right, continue. Uh, the green one is the Skaven Doom Wheel. It's 6428. Loner, no hands, jump up, piling on, and wrestle. Okay. So I imagine this one being like the big wheel mm-hmm. that the rat has, you know? And it just goes down, comes back up, rolls all over the place. Awesome. And one of the weirder ones, um, the snotling yellow one is snotling slime pumper. It moves 2d6 and then 4 strength, 2 agility, 9 armor. Has loner, no hands, disturbing presence, foul appearance, and pass block. So what you do is you roll for movement when an action is declared. It can be re-rolled if you want to use a re-roll. And if you're down and roll movement less than three, you have to roll and will stand on a four. So ball carries six places away. Mm-hmm. I say I'm going to take a blitz action with the snot wagon or whatever, slime wagon. Yeah, slime pumper. Then I roll my two d6s. Mm-hmm. I rolled for whatever reason, I rolled double ones. Yep. You can uh, move I, two. I can move two and then go for it twice. And that's yeah. as far as I can go. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you can re roll it if you want. Well, I have to then face yeah. the loner side of it. Uh huh. Okay. Um, again, also, if if you're down and you roll your two, move, two dice and you get a three or a two, then you have to roll to see if you can stand up, which is a four plus. Like a treatment. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, so what's the slime the... pumper is actually in the Warhammer universe. Is this like a like a railroad car or something where they're pumping back and forth? That is how I see it in my okay. head. Yeah. Okay. And initially, I I saw the word slime pumper, <laughs> and I thought it they had big vats of slime. It was like the first was time you pumping. saw it, like somewhere besides your Google searches for right. porn. Yeah. Okay. Um, besides that. I thought they had big vats, so they were spraying on people. So I was going to had a whole different stats. Then I actually looked into what it was, and it is like powered by the slime pumping up and down to whatever. Nice. And I was like, oh, that's not as cool, but that should be interesting. And that's actually how is it an old secret weapon that moved two d six? I think I got that off of an old yeah, secret I weapon, so, or maybe I think that's how the actual slime pumper works. In Warhammer. I gotcha. So that's where that comes from. So we're all going to get one of these. Mm-hmm. We're going to pick our first ones, or what would you say, randomly? What will happen is when everybody starts, they'll randomly get one. 
Okay. It'll just pull a color out of the hat or whatever. Oh, okay. And so, like, you may get a red one. I may get a blue one if I were playing. And then we sit down and we play. If you lose, you can choose to switch with me. Okay. I, and I have just... no say in that. Okay. If we both tie, we can choose to trade if we both agree. But if either one of us doesn't want to, then you don't. Okay. And if you win, it's just you're winning, so deal with whatever mm-hmm. you get stuck with. Yeah. And after the third round, whatever you have on the third round is what you stay with. Okay. So these things come in pieces. Are you assembling these ahead of time? From what I understand, it comes in three pieces. One's the main body. One's a smokestack. One's a, an exhaust. So okay. that's the three pieces. I'm not going to put on the smokestack or the exhaust. I'll keep those separate. So it'll just be the main body. And then after the tournament's done, I'll have them all separated by color. You just come by and I'll... Oh, that's kind of good. If people want to... Yeah, because I figured I don't paint, know how... customize their own thing or... Some people might want to paint them first and then put them on. They might not want to put them on at all. Some people build models different, too. Mm-hmm. They use the... Pin versus... Right. Clue. Yeah, so I didn't want to mess with that. And it still gets the point across, so... Well, that's a very good idea. Thank you. <laughs> it is different than my initial idea, but... I like it. So what's the build for the teams? Uh, it's still crazy as always. So you get 1.2 million, and it's uh, pretty much it. After that, you get an additional 150000 to purchase skills. 150 so after? After the 1.2. Jimmy Christmas, dude. And you need to maybe play in one of your own tournaments before you <laughs> always make me. To help the stunty teams, because we got a lot of flack last year about, uh-huh. you know, stunty teams didn't really have an advantage. This really isn't about stunty teams having an advantage. never has been. I, I get it's called the Spiky Cup, but it's really more of a play on the Spike magazine than anything. Right. And Spiky Norman runs it. Yeah. It's supposed to just be chaotic, wild, bashy. You know, you get you get points for knockouts. You get points for any type of casualty, so... That's what I want to see there. But this year, for every other team, regular skills are 20 and doubles are 30. But stunty teams, goblins, ogre, and um, halfling, they can get double skills for 20. Nice. So, as Kent pointed out, they can get seven skills and they'll have 10k left over. That 10k is just going to be wasted. Yeah, but if I was taking... um... Um, let's say, a, I don't know, a chaos team, and I wanted doubles, I could only get five. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So they so still, you, they still some, have an advantage. A little bit of advantage. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, and those skills, you can do whatever you want with them. You want to put them all on the same person? Feel free. You cannot put them on a star player, though. <laughs> so I can take, I can make a super goblin. You absolutely can. But the thing is, if you do that, then he's going to be the object of everybody's affection. Yes. <laughs> and you get points for fouling if you successfully foul someone, so go for it. Uh, each team will be given one free bribe. It's in addition to the three you can normally buy. Nice. So if you are a goblin team, you could have up to four. And since Spiky Norman is a legendary goblin star player, all goblin teams get an additional 10 points towards the team standings. 
And that's not changed. I mean, we've no. done that since the beginning. Always so. done that. He likes to get paid off. So, And if I remember right, the awards are pretty much the same as in Oklahoma Bowl. We have a champion. Yeah. Second place, third place. All the same stuff. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, the scoring, all knockouts will provide two points, except for go forwards and dodging. All casualties are four points also, except for go forwards and dodges. And then the normal points, like a win 60, draws 30, et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. And so this, at the end of the third round, it's all about points. You could have come in dead last. You could have had no wins. But if you casual, <laughs> if you knocked 10 people out and then casualied all of them, and you got... Somehow, 60 points every game off of that. Right. You still have a chance. Not a good chance, but you have a chance. Right. Well, I mean, we've had years where uh, there was a year that an ogre team was third place just based off of points because mm-hmm. of so many injuries and stuff like that. So it's possible. Um, and, of course, that, since it does come down to points, tiebreakers are important. So goblin teams always win tiebreakers over any other team. And then it's most casualties, then most casualties and knockouts. Then it's whoever pays me the most, and then it's a knife fight. Right. And the pay part is actually a real rule. Oh, absolutely. That is in there. If it comes down literally to that, I will ask both of you how much you want to pay me. And <laughs> It's if, so goblin-like. I, I have no problem with this. And if they both say no, then it's a real You knife have fight. to fight. <laughs> I don't know how that works. It's goblin style, so I'll probably just put each person gets one goblin and put on a board, and you roll to see how much damage you can do. <laughs> we'll figure it out if it comes to that. It I shouldn't I, come to that because you can both. <laughs> you can just pay me. It's a lot easier. Oh, uh, spiky cups always been a a fun <laughs> way to end the weekend because it's a little bit lighter note. It's insane, and, and it's insane. So we kind of have the traditional big tournament on Saturday. The Sunday tournament's still a big tournament. It's just, it just comes with a lot of chaos. Right. And I challenge all you guys because I would almost bet that uh, Matt McMatt or Matt McDonough will mm-hmm. bring his orcs. Oh, I'm sure. And I don't blame him. He's won the Spiky Cup two years in a row. Yeah. Um, so why not go for three if, if I was him? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, um so I challenge you guys to get out there and try to beat those orc teams. Who uh, And keep in mind, everyone's getting a model that we have to pay for. So we need more people to come so I can not I'm... lose money. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up now. I know it's stupid to do this, but I wanted to, so it's fun. So if you played both days, mm-hmm. you have a chance to win a team. You get a death roller mm-hmm. for free. You get f- If you signed up early, you get eight sets of dice. That's right. You get a lot of value then. Um, you get all the other free stuff that we throw in. There's always other stuff. Of course. Um, as of course I said, they know that. there's, but a, I'm just there's a good minimal. chance um, we have a painted model to give away on Sunday. At least one. I'm not positive. We'll see. And uh, we have a whole bunch of prizes to give away. Yeah, but always. if I was like the ultimate loser who just won some games but never a drawing or anything, I get, uh, like you said, eight custom dice. Yeah. And I get a death roller. I get seven games of fellowship with my fellow mm-hmm. Blood Bowl people. Um, that's pretty awesome for just $30. Yeah. So sign up now. Uh, you know, And look. please make plans to attend. I know we always say that, but 
Come on. Support your local event. There's not much around here in the south. We get shown up so easily by northern events. Well, we get shown up actually by uh, east coast and west coast, too. Yeah. Yeah. But um, if if you have never been to one of our events, I highly suggest you give us a shot. You can talk to Chaos Cup champion Brian, too, who comes out here you can, every year from Utah. You can talk to all the other podcasts who've come out. Yeah, right. Swiftcast and 3 Die Block. They both had a blast yeah, last year. So come on come on out for oh, the weekend. Make it a weekend of it. We changed it this year so it would not fall on um, Daylight Savings Time. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Uh, also, this year we are starting a little bit earlier, so we're not going to have such a late end of the day. And I know that Spiky Cup has interfered with like plane schedules and stuff. The way it's set, we should be done with Spiky Cup and everything by five fifteen. So right, I mean, every year we think about people driving in maybe for the day, but. Uh, what we found out is most people come up and stay the night. Mm-hmm. So they've turned this into a small vacation, a weekend trip or whatever. So, yeah, we're going to start bright and early and en- enjoy the time. So Yeah. I'm actually very excited for this. Uh, it's <laughs> the first tournament we run has now turned into a weekend of events that we are running. Um, and the crazy thing is next year is going to be fun. After this year, it's going to be f- the fifth one. Right. We got to pull out all the stops for that one. Why? Because that's like Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania Five. I don't care about that. Oh, I uh, do. Okay. I would have cared about. Was it one where Hogan slammed Andre? Oh come on, you fool! It was awesome. That is not WrestleMania One, you two. idiot. Two wasn't it? No. Oh my gosh! Get out of here. What? You have the WWE Network. I'm gonna make you go sit on the couch and watch that. It's WrestleMania 3. Was it? WrestleMania 2 was terrible. That's it right. It was Hogan Bundy in a, in a crappy plastic cage. You're right. First one was Mr. Piper. T and, and, yeah, yeah. And Hulk Hogan versus okay. Piper. And Never mind. You're right. It's 3. Bob Orton. 3 would have been the big one. And it was, was big. It was. But this is 4. Yeah. So this is, uh, I think, is Macho Man and Ted DiBiase. Yeah. So um, there we go. There's nobody grabbing them cakes, though. <laughs> There's no junkyard dog at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe that could be uh, Kent's new nickname, Grabbing Them Cakes. Dude. I'm thinking that's our new star player. <laughs> Grabbing Them Cakes. No, junkyard dog. We make a a player with chains and leggings. <laughs> really just looks like a slave at that point, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay. We could make him a black orc. Okay, we're done there. Um, <laughs> I believe that covers everything to do with those tournaments. Anything else you can think of? Um, come on out, have fun with us. Whether you're from California or from the Bacon Country or New York, just come on out. Let's have if, a great time, guys. And if you want to play us an extra fun game, you can go look at our rules at OklahomaBowl.com. Oklahoma being O R C. LahomaBowl.com. You can look at the rules and find all the errors. Because just doing this, I found like four. And, folks. This is after I proofread. He's proofread it before. Multiple times. I found an error in one that has been there since the very first one. 
Don't forget, we had a high school teacher also proof this, and he didn't find any errors. So we've had multiple, multiple, multiple people <laughs> proofread it for all the years, and that has still been there. <laughs> the one has, yes, and that was proved by a university <laughs> professor. So, anyways. We hope to see you at Oklahoma Bowl. And, yes, we are going to talk about it next podcast. So just deal with it because it's a big event. Boom. Probably not as much, though. Only because Steve won't let me. Boom. Yeah. You should be thankful. Year prime. Boom. We done. We'll be back with some shout-outs. Hi everybody, I'm Snob Costas, beat writer for the Long Island Blood Bowl League, here with another Did You Know, featuring some of the most interesting stories of history in the Blood Bowl universe. Today, there's bad teams, and then there's the curse of the scurriers. There have been some bad teams in the past. The Greenfield Grasshoggers once lost 20 straight games before beating the low-down rats 5-1. to one. The stunted Stoutfellows once managed to only lose 5-2 after the Chaos All-Stars finally showed up at halftime despite having already scored a touchdown. But, did you know? The worst team in the history of Blood Bowl is the Short Stuff Scurriers. This team of gnomes played in the Blood Bowl in 2479 and lost immediately to the Mansville Humanities. The Humanities won by an embarrassing score of 11 to nothing. The Humanities then were driven out of existence by the Chaos All-Stars as every single player on their team was killed in the next game. In the following game for the Scurriers, they lost to a halfling team, the Terryweather Branch Roots. The halflings won, and on their trip to a tournament in Albion, their caravan was ambushed and the team lost all provisions, forcing them to fold the franchise. This pattern continued as the Scurriers would play a game and within one week, the team they lost to, usually quite lopsidedly, befell some horrific event and never played another game again. Eventually, teams would either refuse to play the gnomes, or they'd schedule matches between the Scurriers and another team. Once an anonymous fan tried to schedule a game between the Scurriers and the Rakeland Reavers, but before the game was played, the Reavers unexpectedly had to make an appearance, opening a used horse and cart lot back at home. Eventually, the Scurriers folded after losing 34 straight games. Afterwards, the great folk singer Bob Sylvan wrote a poignant piece about the hard luck gnomes called Don't Go Near These Guys. So now you know what I know. This is Snob Costas. It's time, time, time. Four, four, four. Shout outs! Out, out, out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's time for shout outs. What do you got there for so, me, buddy? I, I, crap, I, I don't know. How about um, some Nate Beam? Nate Beam for hooking me up on a good deal. Man, that guy is like, not only like, what is he, like the vice president of social control on the NAF website? Not at all. Oh, isn't he something? Tournament director. Social control, whatever. Same thing. Well, tournaments are social. Right. So he does control tournaments. And so. if I just had a tournament that was one round. Yeah. 
and I charged a hundred dollars, he'd probably go, uh, 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 mm-hmm. can't do that, buddy. What's Dennis Nedry so he's, now? Yeah, he's in control. Uh, 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 uh. He didn't so, say the magic word. <laughs> so Nate Beam hooked you up. Yep. Through a connection for some stuff. Got some cool models that I needed. Finished it off my Camry team. So that's cool. And I'm going to get one of those, at least one of those models from you, whether you like it or not. You might. So I'm also giving a shout out to Nate Beam <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, for his find. I guess there's a bunch of models that they were just sitting at a store. They were at a store. Yeah, and so. He mentioned them. I was like, oh, I need at least that. I think it's really cool of him because yeah. you bought quite a bit of stuff and while you PayPal'd him or whatever it was. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have enough cash just to right up front and go buy a bunch of stuff. So that's really cool of him. It's really cool of him to have money. Yeah. Way to go. Nate, got it's, money. it's amazing that you have a savings account and you're not me. I think he doesn't, he doesn't collect the GW stuff as much. Uh, so There's some good finds regardless, but so that's much appreciated. Uh, I also wanted to shout out, uh, we posted on Twitter and on Facebook uh, some dice stuff that we were selling. Just kind of a clearance thing to get rid of some dice and to raise some funds since I had to order stuff for the tournament and had a good response to that so I want to thank everybody that did that I got them all sent out so they should be receiving them shortly and if somebody else wants to just maybe heard this on here they can go to Facebook and see the deal mm-hmm. is that right yeah Facebook or Twitter if you look on their past tweets um, it was the dice from Warpstone tournament and from Nuffleween is one of our poker chips and a sticker. Yeah, it's, it's actually like... 15 in the U.S., 20 outside of the U.S., shipping it's included. It's a pretty good value. It's so good of a value. He didn't tell me before he did it, so like... Yeah. Eh, F Steve. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But if there's if there's that or if there's anything else you want, some dice from older tournaments or any type of both-down swag you want, we can make it. We sure can. For a price... <laughs> what the hell is that? They don't know. Uh, let's give uh, Jim Luft a uh, shout out. He's the guy over there at bloodbowlblog.com. Mm-hmm. He's uh, parading around Lord Borak. Yes, he is. Or Lord Borak yes. is parading around Jim. Sure. Because uh, he's the face of bloodbowlblog.com. And uh, just shout out for all the good work he's doing. He's really pumping himself into the community. Getting people to you know, write articles and just everything Blood Bowl's over there. So right. Go take a look. Gets updated often. And uh, talk to Lord Borak and ask him some questions like, you know, what's his favorite Chinese food? <laughs> Stuff like that. Well, typically I like Manchurian Chinese people. But sometimes <laughs> I will take the Shanghai ones. <laughs> that's correct. Lord Borak has spoken. I don't think that's his voice. Lord Borak has spoken. The bad thing is, is when I hear Lord Borak, I think of... Hey, <laughs> I'm Lord Borak. No. Brack. Brack, yes. Yeah. I think of Brack. Going down Highway 40 <laughs> in my big old pickup truck. <laughs> my favorite one I used to have as a... Uh, back when we had answering machines, I uh, recorded in there the... I once had a monkey take my... You know, my something about my. I had a monkey take a test for me, and then he goes on to talk about how like I got an F, and my teacher said this looks like a monkey took it or something. It's just something really stupid. Yeah. Well, most people didn't 
I've never heard of that. So I used to get phone calls all the time at my apartment in college. And if I answered, people were like, no, dude, I'm just calling to hear your answering machine. Just hang up. And so I got in the habit of never answering the phone because everybody just wanted to listen to my answering machine. I used to have a CD from Cartoon Network of interstitials from Space Ghost. Back when they were doing the Space Ghost show, Mm -hmm. they sent it out to radio stations. And it'd be like, Daily Thoughts. From Space Ghost. Oh, that's awesome. Once, I saw a hundred fish in a pond. And I said, hey, there's a hundred fish in that pond. This has been another daily thought with Space Ghost. Good stuff. It had like a hundred of those. That's awesome. It was pretty cool. That was a great show. Yes, it was. Um, Also give a shout out to uh, Mr. Spencer Stevens. Um, We. We. The Boner Storm Champion. (laughs) Uh, yeah, co boner storm champion. I finally, just like I said I would a couple episodes ago, I finally packed up that stuff and I sent it out. I blame Steve for a lot of it. No um, idea how, but okay. But uh, Spencer received his award only like four months late. Mm-hmm. But it's already been the year of prime for him, as he can now drink from the boner storm co champion of 2014. Glass. Okay. Yes. Tumbler. Whatever. It's something. Um, and he's also uh, he's maybe uh, doing a thing here or there for the Boat Down crew. So mm. if that ever comes to fruition, then uh, we'll talk about that more. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe during the year of Prime. Goddamn. I'm so sick of that already. Mr. Spencer is a primate. He's a big fan. Get yes. it. Get it. You like that? I think that's a great pun. What? Primates as like my fans. Yeah. I just like that. I think that's great. Yeah, you already said it 500 times. I know. I'm just like okay. pat myself on the back for another time. Okay. I also want to give a shout out to Orca Cola Cast. Uh, they, we sent out requests for the Christmas episode, and they got the request late. Wait, we didn't really open presents? Shut up. So <laughs> he, uh, they replied saying that they apologize for not being able to provide one to us, but they wanted to pass along the... Right. I guess season's greeting. I think the email had a big giant F and a big letter U. Well, it translates. It's in different language. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, he <laughs> he apologized. It's no big deal, but it was nice. Yep. Sounds like they're still alive and well. They're I will just... say Tackle Zone read my message and never replied. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my Sean gosh. Sean Bullifax. Sean Bullifax, I follow you on Twitter. I, I know do you too. play lots of games with your children and your mates. Never you replied. So you should take care of us. It's okay. Because you still live in our memories and our heart. Our heart? Yeah. We share one heart now? Dude, let's face facts, dude. We're we're pretty much like almost common law married now that gay marriage is passed in Oklahoma. No, doesn't exist in Oklahoma still. And gay marriage didn't pass so much as the ban was reversed. So what does that mean? We're not common law? This is no common law. Woohoo! Yeah, this is just living in sin. Uh-huh, I'm not married. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey. all I have for some shout-outs. That's all I have for some shout-outs. Man, what should we do right now? End the podcast. That's going to be hard to do, since I like to ramble on and on and on. <laughs> Thank you.
You can follow both down on Twitter at both down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F A T F I N L E Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email, their email address is bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Both Down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by couchpirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. One time I hired a monkey to take notes for me in class. I would just sit there with my mind a complete blank while the monkey scribbled on little pieces of paper. At the end of the week, the teacher said, Class, I want you to write a paper using your notes. So I wrote a paper that said, Hello, my name is Bingo. I like to climb on things. Can I have a banana? Eek, eek. I got enough. When I told my mom about it, she said, I told you never trust a monkey. The end. <laughs>